welcome to the Holiday Podcast, where we sit over homemade challah on Friday afternoons here at my table. I'm your host, Tammy Priest, a Jewish follower of Jesus, and it's great to be with you again today as we talk about connections and intersections between the Old and the New Covenants. So right now, I'm working on a project about the three pilgrimage feasts in the Torah, and it's a project that I've been mulling over for a long time, and I'm excited to be able to really focus on it now. And one thing that always surprises people is that the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, is not one of those pilgrimage feasts. Even though it's the holiest day on the Jewish calendar, the only day that God actually commanded a 24-hour fast, he didn't even suggest that people make the journey to Jerusalem. So why is that? Well. There was nothing for the people to do, nothing for them to bring. On the one day each year that secured their forgiveness, that most important moment, they had to relinquish all control. There was no personal offering, no personal ritual. Everything about securing their redemption was done by the high priest in the privacy of the most holy place, the Holy of Holies. And even he couldn't really see everything because God said he had to enter with a cloud of incense to obscure his glory that filled the place. This was the moment you've probably heard about where the high priest took the blood of a perfect lamb and went behind the veil and sprinkled that blood on the horns or the four corners of the Ark of the Covenant. Now, I'm going to talk more about the Ark on Good Friday. And if you want to learn more about the Day of Atonement ritual at Yom Kippur, you can go back to earlier podcasts. But for today, I just wanted to focus for a moment on the fact that God's people weren't even invited to the ritual that secured their pardon. I mean, you know, throughout the year, the Israelites participated in their own sin offerings. They presented their lambs to the priest, um, slaughtered them with their own hands, and looked on while the priest flayed them and put them on the altar. But not on Yom Kippur. On the Day of Atonement, they gave up all control, trusting their fate to the high priest. And actually, um, not even other priests were allowed inside the tent of meeting at all during the atonement ritual that God lays out in Leviticus 16. But the people's absence and their apparent inactivity did not mean that they didn't have a role. So in Leviticus 16, God says this is to be a lasting ordinance for you. On the tenth day of the seventh month, you must deny yourselves and not do any work, whether native-born or an alien living among you, because on this day, atonement will be made for you to cleanse you. Then, before the Lord, you will be clean from all your sins. It is a Sabbath of rest, and you must deny yourselves. It is a lasting ordinance. The people's only role on the day that secured their atonement before God was to honor it, to fast, to repent, to personally accept the sacrifice being made on their behalf. And that's exactly what the cross of Calvary is all about. 
on Calvary, the Messiah entered a place that no one else could go. He entered death itself to sprinkle his own blood instead of a lamb's to become our atonement, to become our cover, to become our substitute. One that doesn't need to be repeated year after year because divine eternal blood has now become our covering. And that's why the author of Hebrews um, points to the Messiah's sacrifice as better than the Yom Kippur sacrifice. Not that the Yom Kippur sacrifice wasn't good. It was. God had provided it. But the Messiah's sacrifice is the one that all of those years of atonement sacrifices were pointing to, were building to. And so today, um, just like my ancestors who had no role on Yom Kippur in purchasing their pardon, believers in Jesus have no role in purchasing ours either. Our only job in Jesus's words from John 6 is to believe in the one God has sent. And so as we look towards Easter over these next two weeks, I hope that this is an encouragement to you. It definitely is for me because it means that no matter how good I think I am or how bad I think I am, it doesn't matter. Jesus has got it. He's the only one who's got it. And the only thing that we have to do to receive cleansing and cover and restoration from our brokenness is to accept the blood he shed on our behalf. Just like the Israelites did during that last plague in Egypt and just like God's people did every year on Yom Kippur. It's an incredibly freeing thing and it's really all we need to hang on to. It's all we have to hang on to every day. And so I hope that's an encouragement to you on this.